Hey everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan, and I just got want to welcome you along after the big long weekend race that we call Charlotte Coke Six Hundred. It was longer than it should have been for multiple reasons. Let's go ahead and dive into it. <clears throat> Rain played a major role in just about every single one of these races, with the exception of the truck race. <clears throat> truck race did get modified, but they were able to get it through. They tried to push the Xfinity race up to try to get it in. Rain washed all that out. They tried to run the Xfinity race on Monday. Rain delayed that one as well. Rain delayed the cup race on Sunday. So everything minus the trucks ran Monday. So let's go ahead and dive into everything. <clears throat> Just kind of get in on the truck racing. It was it, it it was truck racing. I mean, it was a lot of beating and banging. Um, one of the drivers that we follow on this podcast is Haley Deegan because she has a lot of controversy around with her on whether or not she deserved another chance, if she's worthy to be in these cars. I, I say worthy is probably the wrong term, but kind of uh, does she have the experience? Does she have the can she run with the with the guy the other guys? So she got caught up in an early wreck. She ended up finishing lower. Another guy that we follow on this, Raja Karuth, he did really well. He, I mean, up to eleventh. Nick Sanchez, another guy, he finished ninth. <laughs> and Sanchez and Karuth are the guy, one of the, some of the guys that we follow because they're rookies. And then we go up into the major guys. So the guy that won the race was Ben Rhodes, Corey Heim who was on the pole, finished second. He was two seconds behind. Dean Thompson, He, we've talked about him in the past, kind of ups and downs. He did pretty well. Uh, so, you know, it ended up being a pretty good race from what I saw. I didn't watch all of it, just other things going on. But just speaking of that, the race was fairly well. <clears throat> it was fun uh, from what I saw. Josevar led. He was up there running really strong, uh, but he ended up finishing fourth. So moving on to Xfinity, that one was the interesting race. <clears throat> and I say interesting just because they started it off early. I think they got through the first stage and a little bit of the second stage, and then rain came again. So this race started at 11 o'clock on Monday, and it just... Started raining into the stage. Ty Gibbs, John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, Daniel Hemrick were your top four. Stage two, pretty much the same row. Uh, Ty, John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, third, and Austin Hill, fourth. So a little bit of change there. <clears throat> and then towards the end of the race, you know, you had we had our winner, Justin Allgaier, which is good to get him out of that loser column. Uh, he, he's been up there for a while, and then he finally just <clears throat> able to win it. And so that was good. Uh, you know, overall, that, you know, it was it was good to see. It was good to see him win. John Hunter had a strong running. Ty Gibbs, as expected, being a cup car guy. But even before last year, like he was in here last year, <clears throat> and he had a strong running. He finished fifth. Uh, the person that very surprised me the most was Carson Hosevar. He was running the Spire 77 car uh, Monday, and he came back, and he 
finished eighth. <clears throat> I mean, obviously we had a few few people. Actually, only one guy had an issue of engine troubles for his finish. But overall, I mean, these guys ran well. I'll applaud them because they came out here and they started running at 11 o'clock on Monday. Next thing you know, it's paused. And due to contracts, TV, etc., they had to wait till the end of the Cocoa 600. So they had a huge break in between they had the race. I don't. I think they got into those cars after 9 o'clock. I think it was like 9.30, 9.40 when they dropped the flag again. So <clears throat> you're running, starting the race at 11. You run for a little bit. It stops. I think it was probably around 11... 40, something like that, maybe 12. I could be wrong when they call when they they called it. I say called it as in they postponed it. So with that being said, they came back at, you know, nine, almost nine hours later, nine and a half hours later, 10 hours. And they did, I'll give it to them. They did really well. <clears throat> so moving forward, let's go ahead and look at our point standings because we're Getting halfway through the regular season now. Uh, John Hunter's leading. Austin Hill and Allgaier are up there. And Cole Custer, Josh Berry, Chandler Smith, sorry. Uh, Chandler Smith, Sheldon Creed, Sammy Smith, Riley Earps, Daniel Hemrick are your top 10. <clears throat> that is projected playoff points. Now, if we go into wins, which is the the big player here, Austin Hill has three wins. John Hunter has two wins. And then everybody else in this list has one win. You have Allgaier, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith, Jeb Burton, Ryan Truex. And if you go back and look, and I was talking about Allgaier, he's ranks third in the playoff points. So that kind of shows you that he's been running really well. But... Unfortunately, he's just had the string of bad luck towards the end of races, or there was one or two races where he just kind of got hit and got caught up in a wreck, and it just kind of sucks. So if we keep moving on here, let's go ahead and talk about the cup race. Cup race was it was a good race in my opinion. Um, you had some battling up front. There was some battling going through. You had some guys that go to the back of the tra- pack and then come up. Hendrick ran well. They... They ran well. Then you had, you know, the Fords, Blaney, Penske. Uh, The Toyotas were really strong in this race. And I think that had to do with the cloud cover coming in and out. And they kind of mentioned this on the radio or on the TV. When the clouds and it got cooler, the Toyotas moved to the front. When it was sunnier and they had patches of suns, the Fords moved. And the Chevrolets were right in the middle. So, it was it was a good race manufacturer wise splitting it up. Uh, going forward, we had some differences. We had a rain delay. Uh, in that rain delay, we had a scuffle between Eric Almarola and Bubba Wallace, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But let's keep going on in the race. Um, yeah, the winner, and he was strong. He was up there the whole entire time. I'm pretty. Uh, he actually won. Uh, stage one, stage two. I'm not sure if he won stage. I don't think he won stage three. Um, as just a recap for everybody out there, 
Coca-Cola 600 is 400 laps. It is actually the one race that we have four stages instead of three stages. So with that being said, our stage winners, you can have, you get more points. There's more points available here. Just kind of a quick crash course on this for people that are not fully knowing about NASCAR. So going on, Ryan Blaney took first in stage one, stage two. I can't recall stage three, um, but and then he ended up winning the race. He was up there running, I would say, top five most of the time, unless they did green flag pit stops and did stuff like that. Uh, Tyler Reddick was up there a lot. He was coming and going. Martin Trucks Jr., um, Bubba Wallace started from the back and kind of moved himself forward. Kyle Busch was another strong guy up there. Um, William Byron. Also, Kyle Larson. Larson ran up there. He was he was very back and forth, up and down. <coughs> he had some he had some issues, but then he would get him reset and keep going until he just got caught up in some of the wrecks. We did have quite a few wrecks in this. We had one that we'll even talk about. It's part of our news. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, they got caught up in a wreck. Jimmy Johnson, Noah Gragson. Even Eric Jones. Eric Jones was able to get out there, but for a while there, the only people that were out of the race were Legacy Motor Club. And it's kind of ironic because Noah Gragson and Eric Jones got put out because of Jimmy Johnson. And then later on in the race, Eric Jones and Jimmy Johnson got into it, and Jimmy Johnson got knocked out for the second time. So... (laughs) That conversation probably yesterday or even the day after or day before was probably a pretty interesting one to see what would happen. And that, that post-race conversation with the owner and how everything went, because those were rubbing. I mean, it happens. Austin Cindric got knocked out. Uh, Larson ended up getting in a wreck. Uh, Ty Dillon, a lot of these guys, unfortunately got caught up in some of this stuff. Um, Ty Gibbs was one of the guys that he ended up getting hurt a little bit. Christopher Bell, he got he got the bad end of the stick on that. Uh, so it was <clears throat> it was interesting to see. So we had our guys, we had you know seven of the thirty seven running not finish the race due to accidents and so on. Kyle Larson, Cindric lost himself. Eric Jones, he ended up finishing so actually six, but he was so far behind that even like Larson and Eric jo- and uh, excuse me, Cindric finished ahead of Eric Jones because he was in the the pit so long in the garage. Ty Gillen got wrecked. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, we'll talk about that one. Noah Gragson, uh, he ended up catching some debris in his radiator that got put out by his owner Jimmy Johnson. And the whole Jimmy Johnson idea is pretty interesting, but let's keep going forward. So, as I mentioned before, Ryan Blaney ended up winning the race. He sta- he snapped his 59 race winless streak. So, we had Truex sta- snap his long one, and we have now Ryan Blaney snap his. I'm happy for those guys. Those are two of the top guys I follow. Truex had a strong car all, all along. Up and down, he got loose. They kind of cleaned it up, kept it going. Um, he had some issues. I think he might have been up there a little bit better. He had some issues on pit road. Um, 
who was it? It was Kyle Busch came up and popped him, not on purpose, but like they were on pit road and he's going down and Truex just got sandwiched in between uh, Kyle Busch and I can't remember who was on the outside, but Busch came in because he was trying to avoid somebody himself. So that happened. That kind of hurt him, but he had a strong car. 2311 cars, the Tyler Reddick car, which I think looked like a slick car out there. It had that Carolina blue out there. It looked pretty. He was up there running. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse quietly had a moving forward, and he got up there. He was kind of bouncing off some guys, too, but that's kind of how Ricky runs. Same thing with Tyler Reddick. He was bouncing off the wall. I bet you if he didn't bounce off the wall as much as he did and Truex didn't have that issue with Kyle Busch, you probably have them battling closer than they did at the end of the race. But it was Blaney's. This was the first time. I could be wrong. It can't be the first time. But anyway, Penske won the Indy 500 with Joseph Newgarden last lap. That was a wild race. Tire went flying, hit a car. Luckily, it didn't hit anybody. And I, unfortunately, I missed that race. And then you had Penske, Ryan Blaney coming out and uh, winning this race. So Penske swept the we uh, swept swept the the day, if you want to call it that. Swept the races in America, we'll call it, because you had the Monaco Grand Prix in Monaco, and Penske doesn't run it. I think I heard somebody say, "Man." Formula One better be happy that Roger Penske doesn't have a Formula One car because he'd probably sit up there and run the table, at least on that on that day. Maybe not the whole time, but on that day, he would run that table. So, overall, <clears throat> fun race. It kind of stuck because they had to move it. But it was, it was cool to see. It was cloudy in and out. Rain played a major role this week. It played a role on Monday. So before we get into kind of the scuffles and some of the news that's happened, let's go over the standings that are going on here. Let's go projected playoff. So we have William Byron, Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, and Alex Bowman. That is your 16 going into the playoffs at halfway point right now. If we go into wins, we have William Byron has the three wins. Larson has two. Kyle Busch has two. Ryan Blaney with his one. He's been up there almost kind of like Allgaier has been in the Xfinity Series. He's been up there as well, so he kind of has been up there and running. Then you got Truex, Reddick, Bell, Hamlin, Logano, Ricky Stenhouse. Those are the, the winners there. So, we'll just see what happens going forward. <clears throat> you got Ross Chastain's actually leading the regular season points, but he doesn't have a win, and he's got a lot of stuff mired around with him. But let's go ahead and move into what's happened with this race. So, as I was saying, rain delay, there was a scuffle between Bubba and Eric Almarola. Almarola stated, you know, he was racing us hard the whole time. We're trying to get some space. He wouldn't do it. And we were trying to respect him as well. And he just kind of ran us up and didn't play out too well. So he goes and talks to Bubba. And you can see it out on the track. It was a, a fan video. And Eric just shoves him. 
And a lot of people say, hey, you know, Eric's not one of these guys that can just come up and start shoving people. So something should had been provoked from Bubba. Bubba has a mouth on him. He acts big, in my opinion. And that's all. I don't see any backup to it. And then Bubba comes up and they interview Bubba and he deflects it the whole entire time until he finally gets to the point where he just kept repeating himself. Well, we finished fourth. We finished fourth. If we started 12th, we finished fourth. And that just, he kept getting old and you could feel the arrogance in about him. And maybe cup series needs some of this, but at some point this dude needs to just chill out and maybe get a reality check on some of this. And then he comes out and says, you know, he got what he need. He got what he got. That's what happens when you're two face. And that blew up from what I've seen from a lot of people like, you know, Amarillo is not two-faced. He's one of the most straightforward, shoot you straight kind of guys out there. Bubba, he's kind of the same way. He shoots you short. He's just the other way. He's the a-hole. And so, moving forward, I think I saw some Denny Hamlin said, Bubba needs to shut up and stop acting like a little child. And that's his owner telling him this. And I agree with him. I don't like Denny, but he's got a point. Bubba needs to shut up and stop acting like a little child. You can be, there's a difference between being arrogant and carrying yourself a different way and then coming out and acting like a little child a hole. And that's how Bubba is. And I can't stand it. I used to like the dude, but it seems like after some of these incidents that happened around 2020, whether they were true or not, you know, you hear some people say that's always been there. You, you looked at it wrong. It wasn't even him that did it. It's kind of like the, higher-ups picked him because of certain situations. We won't go on because this isn't that podcast about that. But you have that, and after that, he kind of got arrogant. He won his first race, a rain-delayed race, not a full race. Kind of like how Austin Dillon won his race, punting him or rain-delayed. And that arrogance came about him. It's It's not like he went out there and wiped the field, dominated, kicked some butt. He came out and won a race that ended due to rain. So moving forward, that whole thing, I'm getting tired of Bubba being the way he is. And he's getting away with stuff. Middle finger out on the TV. Oh, he's just doing it to a friend. Shut up, guys. You yelled at Kyle Larson because he said something on the internet, not on live TV, cable TV. And you threw the book at him. He had to go through, you know, repatriation, relearning and stuff like that. And then you have Bubba Wallace flipping the bird on TV. And you're not going to say, you're not even going to go to him and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. He's like, oh, it's okay. Because he wasn't doing it to the TV. He was actually doing it to somebody behind the cameras. Bull crap. I don't care. They shouldn't be doing that. You should be able to handle yourself a little bit better going forward. And do that stuff off off TV. For, I mean, for all I care. Because it's going ha- to happen. So let's keep on moving forward. Let's go ahead and keep this in the 2311 family to an extent. Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin got into it during the race. Uh, so Denny Hamlin rode Chase up. Chase hit the wall. You could have argued that something possibly broke on the car. But then, you know, Denny being Denny, he can't let anything die down. And this is a little bit of hypocritical for him. Chase came out and hooked him 
and wrecked both of them. Danny came out, oh, he hooked me, blah, blah, blah. Then he comes out and puts the SMI data on Twitter saying, look, see, everything was fine on his car. So all you guys sitting there crying and complaining about his car, possibly broken. It couldn't have possibly happened because of this. Ha- this. Chase came out and he's like, you know, hey, we were running hard. It kind of kept it straight. You know, something you expect. Not going to, hey, I did it on purpose or, you know, hey, we wrecked him, whatever. You know, it was kind of like, you know, unfortunate. So NASCAR comes out and suspends Chase Elliott for a race. Number one, I have a problem with that. Because now they did it to Bubba back when he hooked somebody. And so it's a little bit of consistent. But I feel like Danny Hamlin's getting away with a lot of crap. Last year, he had a feud with Ross Chastain. Now, Ross is very aggressive. We all know this. But... He had a feud. He, I mean, we were watching it. We were at Pocono, and he sits there and just slides up and shoves Ross into the wall, and nothing happens. You can claim that that's racing. You can claim many of that kind of stuff, but give me a break. It seems like Denny Hamlin can do whatever he wants, cries and complains on his social media. Now, he caught himself, and he shot himself in the foot a while back where he got fined because he's like, yeah, I did it. But at the same time, I feel... There's a little bit different there because he sits there and he openly beats and bangs on Ross. And I know everybody has a beef with Ross right now, but we're not going into that. We're going into the fact of what's going on with Denny Hamlin. He's done stuff like this in the past. And nobody came and cried and complained to him about what was going on. And, you know, to NASCAR, oh, you need to penalize him. It's like, you know, Denny, in my opinion, he's got quote unquote teammates, but he still treats them like crap. I remember listening to Truex, I think it was last year and so on. The only person that kind of raced him like a teammate was Kyle Busch. They worked together and they got through. Denny Hamlin, they come up there and Denny Hamlin's fighting. It's like, you're in the middle of the freaking race, dude. Team up, go kick some butt, and then you guys can fight towards the end. But anyway, so that happened. The only positive I see coming out of that is the fact that going in the nine car for Worldwide Technology Race, is Corey LaJoy. Corey is getting an opportunity of a lifetime, in my opinion. He is going to be able to go out there and show what he can do with good equipment. I'm really happy about this. I want to see what he can do. Hopefully, he can help prove the people that have been supporting him that he needs to get up and get a better race car, that he can do this. So, replacing him in the seven car is going to be Carson Hosevar, another guy that I'm excited to see what he can do in a cup car. He goes out and he finishes eighth in an Xfinity car. So let's see what happens there going forward. The big news that actually happened, this came out yesterday. Big, big news. Uh, NASCAR issued an L3 level penalty to Stuart Haas for counterfeit parts. This happened to the 14 car. So what that means is they docked 120 points in both driver and owner. The additional loss of 25 playoff points if Briscoe makes it into the playoffs, which he was right around that bubble at the time. $250,000 fine. And the crew chief, John Klossmer, is suspended for the next six points paying races. They pretty much said that he <clears throat> he violated, I think it was like three or four rules that they were talking about. And it was, I mean... Engine panel assembly. Let's see if I can find the actual 
rule book spells out. Okay. So engine panel assembly rule specifically notes the engine panel ducts cannot be used and uh, must be used and mained and remain unobstructed. So that was one of the issues. We saw duct issues earlier with Hendrick and with Colleg. Tightening the ducts or counterfeiting, modifying the size of the ducts can help a team create or more downforce on the car. So what it sounds like to me is they must have squeezed the ducts in there a little bit to kind of gain some competitive advantage. Um, they also hit him with underwiring issue, which if you go back to Austin Dillon that hit him, underwiring, <clears throat> and then engine panel assembly. Uh, the underwiring thing I'm kind of curious about because these cars aren't open like the older cars used to be. They have you know a panel underneath to keep the slipstream better. So I'm kind of curious to see a little bit more what's going on. I don't see anything about them uh, coming out and saying <clears throat> that they're going to appeal it. Uh, they did st- they so they did issue a statement after it. We had a quality control lapse and part that never should have been on a car to the racetrack ended up on the 14 Charlotte. We accept the decision and will not appeal. So there you go. They're not going to appeal. So it's it's interesting to see what happens. And we'll just go forward on that. Uh, you know, it moves, it drops him down pretty 31st now, big time. Um, it puts Alex Bowman on the bubble. Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs is up there, <clears throat> last spot out. Then you got Suarez, Corey LaJoy, and Austin Cindric. So Corey LaJoy gets back up in there. Let's see what he can do with worldwide technology. So we have some big racing going on this weekend. We'll finish off on that. So we're going to be at St. Louis for Xfinity and for Cup Racing. And then we're going to, or I'm sorry, for Truck and Xfinity. Or I can't get it right. For Truck and Cup, we're going to be at Worldwide Technology Race. Portland is where X-20 is going to be running. So if you're wondering why Josh Berry's not running in the nine car, that is why. That is the explanation that we've been given because he's going to be in Portland running the Xfinity race and you got the cup race in St. Louis. It's just not logistically feasible. So anyway, that's how we go there. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for staying tuned for this day late podcast and we'll keep going. And I hope everybody has a great weekend coming up and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.